We are watching Walt Disney set to report its earnings after the bell today. How many subscribers will they say their streaming service has? What's the outlook on the parks? That back open again. Well, Dryden Pence, Chief Investment Officer, Pence Capital Management. Ross Gerber, President, CEO, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. Thank you both for being here. Glad you're on. Ross, I'll start with you. Your thoughts here on Disney. Parks reopening. Movies are actually going to come out in May. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I went to my first Laker game this week. It was the first time I've gone to a larger live event since COVID started. And I got to see the procedures for testing as well as the vaccination requirements and, and go through the process. And I found it to be incredibly easy and smooth. Um, it was great to be back at a live event. I can't even tell you. So this bodes really well for Disneyland's reopening and, and ultimately getting the park back to full capacity, which we hope by summertime, because California has had an amazing result with COVID uh, vaccinations and, and we don't have cases here. So, so there's no reason why Disneyland can't be fully open, the theaters fully open, all within the next 30 days. And this is gonna have an enormous positive impact on Disney's financials and business. Uh, you know, Disney Plus has been the, the focus for the last year, but I think the focus over the next year is gonna be parks, resorts, travel, and cruise lines. Right. Dryden, I wanna ask you, I mean, last, uh, we know they passed the 100 million subscriber mark in such a fast period, right? Just 16 months. Um, Netflix even showed some slowing recently. Uh, what are your thoughts on Disney now? Well, we're very constructive on it. And, and you're exactly right, Nicole. In 16 months, Disney grew as fast as it took Netflix. It took Netflix 10 years to get to where Disney is today. So they pulled forward a lot of their growth. They've accelerated that. Uh, that's worked out very, very well. Uh, and we think that that's going to be continue uh, as this transition and the recovery goes. And then also they have on their streaming, you know, we shouldn't forget about the international side of this. Disney owns Hotstar in India and there's 300 million subscribers or participants there. And while they have some penetration with Disney Plus, that's the opportunity for it to grow. So you have tremendous capacity global for Disney to continue on. So not only are they massively successful in accelerating the subscriptions in the United States, but they're able to accelerate a global presence. We think that Disney's uh, earnings in this sector and these things are going to continue on and be ex ex very exciting going forward. Um, and then for parks, uh, we think that it's not only everybody going back, but they've learned things and they've learned how to make the experience better. And it looks like you're going to be able to find, we're already probably going to report today, they're already kind of like halfway back to where they, from where they were. And then as we get into uh, next year, by we get, get into 2022, we'll be back to $7 billion off, off of parks. And so this is going to grow yeah. tremendously. There's great pent up demand. Every parent has promised their kid during COVID at one point, if you're just good, I'll take you to Disneyland. And so you have this <laughs> tremendous pent up demand. It's I, funny I, that you say that. You know, I, you know, yeah, do you did that, Ross? You did that? Oh, for sure. It's the first, my, first of all, my, my five-year-old's finally old enough to go to Disneyland and my eight-year-old, we went to the opening of Star Wars and, and it was great. And that was the last time we were there. And I, I personally can't wait to go back. I'm not going to lie, you know, um, but my kids yeah. are, are super excited, you know, to get back to the park. Um, you know, as you were talking about India, Dryden Pence, I just can't 
leave out this this crisis in India of the coronavirus, the explosion of new coronavirus cases overwhelming that country. And you have to wonder if everybody's locked indoors, how that might affect the Disney subscriber growth there in that particular area. What about names like Hulu and ESPN right now? How important is that for the streaming growth part of this, Ross? Well, Hulu's doing very well. The platform actually is quite good, and it's the adult, you know, entertainment streamer for Disney. And and I like Hulu. You know, I I use all the streamers, and and I'm pretty picky, you know, movie goer or, or TV goer. Um, so I think Hulu's yeah. become a very, you know, excellent product. ESPN, I think, is ESPN, and I don't think it's the best sports product out there anymore. And I think they need to work on it. But I think it's solid, and they own the rights to a lot of important things, including UFC, which has really been a driver for for ESPN. But I do think ESPN is is one of the weaker links in the Disney story with all these other sports brands that have really come out of COVID and really grown. So I think ESPN needs a little bit of work, but but the rest of the businesses seem to be doing very, very well. Now, one of the big problems Disney's still having is integration of Fox, and that's what they're really gonna need to focus on on the production side, moving forward, getting their productions up and running, making some sense out of this okay. merger um, post COVID. But I think from an investment perspective, there's kind of only good things to come for Disney over the next year or two. Yeah. Dryden, let me ask you, you know, we saw February Disney's quarterly profit after two consecutive quarters of losses. What's the final thought? Do you think that Disney will do well now or later or now doesn't even matter because it does well later? Well, I think you're going to see certainly an improvement. What's happened is streaming is helping tremendously now, right? And and like Ross said, when you add all these other things together, Disney's is big, streaming is as big as Netflix by 2025. And so when you right. add all those things together, uh, and then you bring the parks in, that's one third of the the revenue of the company. So that that's right. a true recovery play, and that's going to really kind of become very aggressive uh, return to growth and revenues on this thing. So, you know, it's going to look bad. We think it's going to look better now, but it's going to look a lot better later because, again, you have four years acceleration in streaming and add on that the return of the parks. That's really kind of supercharging okay. what we think will be going forward in a longer term. Right. So we're, we're both short term wow. and long term constructive on this. Okay. Quick, Ross, Tesla. Tesla right now is at 565. No more Bitcoin to buy to buy cars. Uh, do you love it? Would you buy it here? What are your thoughts? I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer. You know, Elon really is good at pissing How off big? people today. You know, and they're selling his stock because they're angry at him, I think. But anytime Tesla's below $600, it's the opportunity of our, our of the next decade. Um, it's not going to change. I mean, look at the demand for cars right now. When you look at the inflation numbers, it's because used cars and gas prices have gone up. Now, think about that. You can buy a Tesla and not have to pay gas prices. Right. And they actually have cars. All right. Buy. So so Tesla's in the prime position with factories opening. Uh, any selling. Right. Do you think Tesla it could hit 900? I have one second left. Do you think it goes back to 900 at some point? I think Tesla will be one of the most valuable companies in the world. It already is, but the most valuable company in the world in the next five years. Ross and Dryden, thank you. Dryden Pence, Pence Capital Management. Ross Gerber, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. Thank you both.